Our doctor is in, and so are the doctors of Capital Health. Welcome to the all-new Health 411. Every Sunday morning at 10, Dr. Jonathan Karp, along with our respected panel of guests from Capital Health, take you on an important medical journey to help you navigate your health and the healthcare system. To reach your destination, good health. Health 411 is underwritten by Capital Health. Minds advancing medicine. Capital Health is the region's leader in providing progressive quality patient care with exceptional physicians, nurses, and staff, as well as advanced technology. 107... Point Bronk and 1077thebronc.com. We are proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019, 2021, and 2022 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station. And we are the winner of the 2023 IBS College Media Award for universities under 10,000 students. We are broadcasting from the Bronx All Digital Studios on the campus of Ryder University in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Welcome to Health 411. I'm your host, Professor Jonathan Karp. This Health 411 program is presented by Capital Health. In Health 411, we discuss a variety of issues affecting health and wellness, public health, healthcare policy, and the science of health and healthcare. Our goal is to expand your knowledge and perspective to give you some things to think about and talk about. Today, we are recording with our student producer, and we are joined by our guest, Chris Burris. Chris Burris is the chief science officer and the co-founder of My Vital C, and we're gonna hear more about that. Welcome to Health 411, Chris. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, do, you, do, do I address you Dr. Kemp? Is it Good. Jonathan? You can call me any name you'd like to call me, but John, just call me Jonathan for this program. That, that, that'd, be, that'd be great. Um, you, you guy at the end of the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jonathan, yeah. thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm really, really excited to be sharing this with students, and and I think we're gonna have a good time, like busting out some good questions. You guys are got the biology background. Uh, I think this is gonna be exciting. Excellent. And so I introduced you as sort of somebody who's in the business world, but your business is about health and science and nutrition. But before we get into that, for students who are listening, can you tell us a little bit about how your 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 path led you to what you do now? Yeah, I, I think if at the beginning of my career, which incidentally started while I was in college, uh, you had asked me if I was going to be in any sort of health and wellness, certainly in the supplementation, uh, health supplement uh, business, uh, I would have just, you know, unequivocally, unequivocally said no, like that, that was not going to happen. What was your major uh, yet, in college? Here I am. <laughs> what did you major in? And the way, so my major was uh, mechanical engineering. Okay. So just a little backtrack. Yeah. Um, and I actually am, am a, we've, we've sent a book to the publisher. So this is, story is all kind of fresh in my mind. When I was about 14, uh, I had a Lamborghini Countach, a poster of a Lamborghini Countach <laughs> on my wall, bright red with the doors open. And that was something that I was going to get. Uh, don't, you know, whatever, it's a 14 year old. So I ended up finding an article. Uh, and, and by the way, like, you young kids, you're like, yeah, you don't, you don't have to look for articles like this. To come across an article, how do you earn a Lamborghini Countach or how do you like afford one? Like that was a non-trivial exercise. It just landed in my lap in Incident Magazine. It may have been Science Magazine or something else. And, uh, and it said, if you would like one Lamborghini, you can become a brain surgeon. If you would like more than one Lamborghini, you can become an entrepreneur. Uh, and of course, 14 year old brain is like, well, more than one makes a lot of sense. So I should become an entrepreneur. I should own my own business. And as I was going and, and selecting a degree in, in college, I was always good at math, always good at science. Uh, I actually loved to debate, could have gone down kind of the legal path, but I was looking for how do I get the highest possible salary in the quickest amount of time? And that can be a four year engineering degree. That's one of the top salaries. That's one of the faster 
uh, uh, things. Now, it didn't take me four years. Often engineers take longer than four years, and I certainly did. I ended up with a degree in mechanical engineering and minors in computer science and math. And so that was really kind of how, what, what I studied in school and why I studied that. While I was still in school, uh, I, my business partner, his name's Robert Wong, uh, and we've been business partners for 32 years now. He was working at a, an organization housed inside the University of Houston campus. That's where we both attended. Uh, and, and he was separating a molecule called carbon 60. It was recently discovered. I'll talk about it here in a second. Um, but one day a professor, and this guy, his name is Dr. Paul Chu. He's very famous in superconductivity world. Uh, in fact, we used to call the Texas Center for Superconductivity building Chu's Castle, because without his fame, we would not have had that building on the University of Houston Castle, I mean campus. So one day Dr. Chu comes in and says, hey, you guys are young college students. Again, my business partner, Robert, uh, and another lab tech, Diego, were separating this material. Uh, you guys are young kids. This material is selling for $6,000 a gram, worth pausing on, because that's wow. amazing. Uh, why don't you go off and start a business manufacturing this molecule? And my business partner, Robert, is from an entrepreneurial background and kind of did the, you know, the napkin calculation. Really, he probably just wrote out $6,000 and then said <laughs> yes and started, <laughs> just started uh, that business. And they originally brought me on uh, to help with drawings and we ultimately created the, 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 the most efficient and we've really toured the world and looked at how you make this molecule, which we can talk about here in a second, uh, we made the most efficient fullerene reactor uh, till today. Cool, and that's under the, the the umbrella of carbon nanomolecules. Am I correct? Exactly. Okay. So let's talk about those. Mm -hmm. In in 1985, three scientists at the university at Rice University, that is here in Houston, uh, discovered the third form of carbon. We're familiar with diamond. We're familiar with graphite. And now there's a whole gamut of molecules. They're named fullerenes and carbon 60 is the most abundant of those molecules. Again, discovered in 85 at Rice University and 1996, those three scientists who discovered it and published the paper in the prestigious Nature magazine uh, ended up winning the Nobel Prize. Uh, you guys are biology, we're talking really science. I think we can get in some really cool stuff here. It turns out, so I've, I've, I'm, I'm holding up a model I don't know if we're doing any video at all, but it's easy to describe. If you imagine a soccer ball, the lines on the soccer ball represent the bonds between the carbon atoms. So you have a spherical molecule of 60 carbon atoms. It was the first closed cage molecule ever discovered. It's big enough for any atom on the periodic chart to fit inside of. And so that's a pretty, pretty phenomenal result. Um, and in fact, you know that you're gonna get a Nobel Prize when they add a symbol to the language of chemistry. So the at symbol that we're mm -hmm. familiar with in our emails is now a symbol because of this molecule uh, in chemistry. So if you have lanthanum at C60, what it really means is lanthanum trapped inside that soccer ball molecule, not physically bonded covalently or ionically to the exterior of it. Mm -hmm. so, so it's an amazing molecule. I, I say it performs as well or better than the current best material in almost every application. Better inks, better tires, better batteries, better photocells. By the way, these are all things you typically don't associate with a supplement you might want to be consuming. Right. Um, I, I, so. I, so I'm going to add. So, so, so you're leading us down. To, I'm listening to you, and my my the natural question is: How do you go from this 
particle that has a lot of engineering characteristics for a lot of different things. Maybe they, if they had used it for that Ocean's Gate thing, maybe it wouldn't have imploded. But, but, but if, how do you go from that to the supplement industry to you know, uh, somebody who's interested in wellness and healing and things like that? Yeah, um, and really we can call them wacky biohackers. I think that's the right phra phraseology for for the, the group of people who ultimately leveraged us into to going this way. But it did start from a study. So because some of the components on the exterior of the soccer ball cage uh, uh, rep are reminiscent of benzene, so they have the same shape as benzene, um, the, the chemistry that we know how to work on benzene is still applicable to this soccer ball shaped molecule. So that's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that shape, they assumed that this molecule like benzene would be toxic. Correct. So that's they threw it in a toxicity yes. study. And in that toxicity study, uh, they gave rats, uh, in this case, it was Wistar rats, water, olive oil, and then olive oil with as much of this molecule. Now we, as we start shifting into human consumption, animal consumption, we start calling it ESS-60. Um, instead of, again, this was a toxicity study. Instead of being toxic, the test subjects that they gave the olive oil with ESS-60 and it really the My Vital C formula lived 90% longer than the control group. That's that is the single longest longevity experimental result on mammals in history. Um, and again, that was kind of the, 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 the study, the publication that shifted me from being a happy-go-lucky carbon nanomaterial scientist, I assure you there is such a thing, that was me, uh, into getting into the supplement industry. And, and that is that pivotal kind of answer to that question. And so I, I, I have to ask this too, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the answer, but is the idea is that you're basing your company and giving this to people on more than just that one study at, at this point? Yes. Not only are we basing yeah. it more than that study. Well, well, let me let me dip back because it sounds like you would have had the exact same response that we did. So they published this in mid 2013, about mid 2000, excuse me, 2012, about mid 2013. We start getting phone calls of people going, hey, uh, how much should, of this should I be consuming? And we have our carbon nanomaterial hats on and we're going, wait, wait, wait you're asking me how much of this stuff yeah, that we sell to institutions <laughs> around the world yeah. to put in ink, battery, tires, and right. photocells, should you be consuming? Completely the answer product. is zero. Yeah. Like we literally added not for human consumption to our labeling. So, so think company history, 1991, we start wow. the company, we're manufacturing all the way until 2013. Uh, we don't have to add not for human consumption to our labeling. We add it then. Okay. Now, let me, let me, so Chris, let me ask you to pause just for a second here because we need to take a break for some underwriting announcements. So we're going to yeah. do that on Health 411. Um, but I do want to hear more about this. This is a fascinating story. Uh, you're listening to Health 411 on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Health 411 Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health. If someone you loved was sick, how far would you go to make sure they got the best care? Your mother, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor, your son? How far would you go for doctors who will meet with you longer so they really get to know you and who collaborate across disciplines so that they can devise a plan of care that's uniquely right for you? There's no doctor too far, no care too distant, that you wouldn't go there. And for more than 100 years, so has Capital Health. From our hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell, to our primary care offices all across Mercer, Bucks, and Burlington counties, to right here at Ryder University, Capital Health has the team of doctors, nurses, experts, specialists, and staff that you can count on to care as much about your loved ones as you do. Because you'd go to the ends of the earth if someone you loved was sick. And so do we, Capital Health.
There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all-new Health 411, underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. 107.7 The Bronx and 177thebronc.com. We're recording Health 411 from the Digital Bronx Studios. Welcome back. We are continuing our conversation with Chris Burris. Chris is the Chief Scientific Officer and the co-founder of My Vital C, a company that started out because they had expertise in... Um, making carbon 60 which is a fullerene and we're hearing yeah. a little bit about that history and this was we heard at the end of the last segment this was a um a compound that was basically made for industrial purposes based on the shape of it is and then all of a sudden the paper came out and it was and it was the, 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 they were administering this this nanoparticle in an oil suspension an olive oil suspension and it didn't kill the, the, the rats, at least to start with. And that opened up a whole new window of opportunity for somebody who was paying attention because success uh, you know, favors the prepared mind, to steal a famous quote. And so Chris was telling us about that story um, at the end of the last segment. So please continue, Chris. Yeah, so um, the, the paper comes out 2012, 2013. Uh, I call them wacky biohackers because I am now one. It was also a journey that I didn't ever think that I would be on. Uh, these are people who are working on optimizing their health and longevity through whatever means necessary, whether it's red light, hyperbaric chambers. I was actually at a, a biohacking conference uh, this last weekend. Um, so these wacky biohackers start saying, hey, how much of this should I be consuming? We say none. We actually add not for human consumption right. to our labeling. And from about mid-2013, with not for human consumption on our labeling until 2017, we're getting about one or two calls a week of people going, hey, my knee pain is gone. And we're like, you mean the knee pain of your rat, right? Because it says not for human consumption on the labeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much more can I take? Or whatever the question, you know, the relevant question at the time was. So, so we kind of knew what was going on, but clearly had it labeled for, for other purposes. And basically what's happening is on blogs, people are sharing positive experiences that they're having taking this molecule responsible for the single longest longevity experimental result in history. So you fast forward from mid 2013 uh, to, to the latter part of 2017, uh, this guy with a really big YouTube following is actually in the, in the Bitcoin space, starts talking about all the benefits he's getting, taking the molecule, taking our formula on a daily basis, and our phone just blew up. We went from two to three calls a week to like 10 calls a day and, and during that whole time, my business partner and I were, we, we would meet quarterly. Hey, are we, are we gonna do anything with this, you know, quote unquote supplement? Our answer was always no, let's keep not for human consumption on the labeling. More and more papers were coming out that it was safe. Uh, even, even back in 2013, when we added not for human consumption, a review of the literature was very, was extremely clear, it's safe. In fact, here you have this pinnacle study where not only is it safe, but it extended the lives of these test subjects by 90%. But again, conservative, I actually found an article, a peer-reviewed published article uh, that said 50% of the supplements on the market, not, not, not really the C60 or ESS60 supplements, but just in general, 50% of the supplements on the market don't have in them what they say they have in them. Again, that was peer-reviewed published research. This was another kind of 
feather in the cap of uh, we don't want to get into this industry because it's, it's almost the polar opposite of delivering commercial quantities of carbon nanomaterials to research institutions, right? Those institutions will give it to a grad student or a research associate. They take it and they put it in their HPLC, high performance liquid right. chromatography. So when you say and give it to them, they're not giving it to them, injecting them or making them eat it. They're, 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 work, they're working with the molecule in the scientific lab. <laughs> yeah, go, go put this in the HPLC and see and, and confirm that we sold them what we yeah. said or shipped them what we said we were going to sell uh, ship them. And, and you think about the supplement market, that's it's it's the opposite, right? Yeah, a like lot a of people person, you know, don't want you to do that. Yeah, yeah. well, a, a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> and that article really just sh said, hey, these supplement companies yeah. aren't aren't in the, they're not in the same, uh, I don't know, uh, at the same level as us as a lab delivering those materials. Mm -hmm. So that was another reason we didn't want to get in. Finally, again, this guy, this Bitcoin guy starts talking about all the benefits and we start getting 10 calls a day. And my business partner and I, okay, well, if we're going to go down this path, first, we have to answer two questions. Uh, the first question is a moral question. Are we comfortable selling this? I take it. My wife takes it. Everybody on our team takes it. By the way, not a requirement. You don't have to take our product okay. to work here. <laughs> um, so, yes, I'm comfortable selling it. Mm -hmm. And then the next is the FDA and the FTC. you got to dot the I's, cross the T's. Uh, and, and we're certainly doing that. So it was the, the beginning of 2018 that we really started kind of getting out there and sharing the content uh, with as many people as will listen. And, and we just continue to get uh, amazing testimonials. We're investing in research, which mm -hmm. was something that I had a clear picture. Right. And, and that's so with, with my background. One of the things I'm asking or just popping into my head is you're, you, you have a lot of case studies that are sort of reporting. So I'm taking this I'm reporting things. Um, and you can learn things from a case study, but it doesn't mean it. But you don't learn about dose. You don't learn about time of day. You don't learn about potential side effects, all the things that are part of medicine or basic science, even in more rats, you know, the rats might have lived longer. I don't know, I'll make, I'm going to make something completely up, but you know, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it didn't happen, but in theory, they could have lived longer, but all gone blind, you know? Right. And, and yep. so, and so the, 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 the idea that there's, there's all this that has to be learned about this molecule. Um, and you brought up a, a, a very interesting thing. And so, so its sister could be like a benzene ring, which can attach to a lot of different things, which is a, it's a carcinogen. Right. Yep. And so so and you, you're, you're, you're in a scientific lab. I'm sure you guys are talking about this stuff, right? Ab absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just just on benzene, not yeah. only is it carcinogenic, it's acutely toxic up front. Right. So so we've got acutely toxic out of the way. Right. The rats lived uh, lived very long, uh, you know, 90 percent right. longer. And this is just interesting. So that that when my director of research read through that paper, he came back to me and he said, listen, this paper could actually be five independent papers. And I'll just share two other pieces of that paper. So so if you think about a Wistar rat, a Wistar rat typically lives 32 months and they have a known amount of tumor mass in their body. The longer they live, the more tumor mass they have in their body. Even though the My Vital C rats lived out to 62 months, again, 90% longer, none of them had any tumors. Now, okay. uh, let me share this story. A lot of people are like, oh, it's a cure for cancer, to which I reply, no, no. <laughs> the answer to that question is absolutely no. Um, there are, is a big difference between dealing with a cancer that has metastasized and actually being a cancer preventative. We know that things, some things as simple as good exercise, good nutrition, good sleep are cancer preventatives. Um, and in this case, it's not even cancerous, it's actually just a tumor. There is some indication that this should be looked at as, as, a, as a tumor uh, inhibitor. So, um, and then the other piece that was pretty powerful 
and really was the first uh, kind of indication. I mean, we knew scientifically that it would probably make a good antioxidant. Uh, but in that particular study, that 2012 study, it was out of the University of Paris. Um, they they injected the, the test subjects with tetra, uh, carbon tetrachloride. Um, yeah, an, a, an another nasty, it's, a, it's another nasty chemical. Yes. Super nasty chemical yes. oxidative agent. Yep. It was only the, the, the rats with olive oil and ESS-60 uh, that were able to recover from those injections. So it's a, it, it works, and that's, that's a liver protocol, right? Like all the damage is done in the liver with that particular poison. Um, and so they were able to recover. So you just got, there's three really amazing responses in this one particular study. And then, yeah, to, to get to your question, uh, imagine me, I, I'm in your boat, I'm a scientist. I've got people calling me saying, hey, my knee pain is gone. And I'm thinking, well, uh, Jonathan, I believe you as a human telling me that your knee pain is gone. But as a scientist, I don't know what to do with this information, right? Like, how do I go? I mean, we could be running a hundred different studies right now uh, and, and there just isn't budget for that. These are really expensive studies. What we are doing is, you know, typically the scientific process works, hey, I've got a theory, ironically, the theory that it was toxic. And then two, I do, an, uh, I, I do a study. And then three, I publish a result. And then the next thing that's supposed to happen is some other institution is supposed to do that same work, right? Can't have the same institution, conflict of interest, but some other institution. Here we are, uh, what are we, 12 years later, 11 years later, and we still don't have anybody who stepped up to do that study. One of the reasons, that original rat study, one of the reasons is it's it's a five-year study, minimum, right? And there's a lot of investment that goes into that. Well, we've already been taking the steps to go ahead and redo that study. We're gonna redo that study. Excellent. In the, mean, yeah. in the meantime, regularly publications are coming out about benefits that the molecule uh, delivers to different systems in and different different animal models. Very cool. And so I'm getting the wrap up thing for this for this segment. So um, please take a pause on that, Chris, because I, I want to hear about how you go from knee pain to cancer to a mechanism of action. And the, the, you, you put in the key word was antioxidant. So I want to ask you to address sort of that pathway, which you're starting to do after we take a break for our underwriting. So we'll be right back with Health 411 after these announcements. You're listening to 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Health 411 Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on 107. The Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health. If someone you loved was sick, how far would you go to make sure they got the best care? Your mother, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor, your son? How far would you go for doctors who will meet with you longer so they really get to know you and who collaborate across disciplines so that they can devise a plan of care that's uniquely right for you? There's no doctor too far, no care too distant, that you wouldn't go there. And for more than 100 years, so has Capital Health. From our hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell, to our primary care offices all across Mercer, Bucks, and Burlington counties, to right here at Ryder University, Capital Health has the team of doctors, nurses, experts, specialists, and staff that you can count on to care as much about your loved ones as you do. Because you'd go to the ends of the earth if someone you loved was sick. And so do we, Capital Health. There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all-new Health 411. One, underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. 7.7 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. Welcome back to Health 411. I'm Professor Jonathan Tart-Karp, and we are continuing our conversation with Chris Burris, uh, co-founder of My Vital C, where he is the chief science officer. And at the end of the last segment, he was giving us sort of the, the history, the lead up, and I'm very impressed by his involvement, understanding, and engagement with the scientific process, because as he's hinting at, we don't always get that when we talk with people in the, 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 in the, in the, in the 
with a big umbrella, the industry of supplements. So um, I don't want to steal your thunder, Chris. Please continue on. And, so, and the, 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 the homework assignment I gave you to think about in the break was how do we go from people who are reporting knee pain to cancer to antioxidant? Because as far as I know, knee pain is not associated with cancer. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll tell you, think about this, right? Say, say you've been working with a molecule uh, at that point, I don't know, 20 some odd years, and and then somebody convinces you that people should be taking it, right? And, and it Safely. takes you a while to get there, mm -hmm. but you eventually get there. And then people are calling you and saying, you know, hey, things like my hair. And by the way, these are all anecdotes. I'm just sharing with you. This is science. I'm not making any claims here, right? sharing what 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 a predicament I was kind of scientifically hey my hair is growing faster it's growing in the original color my nails are growing faster my knee pain's gone um, my dad my my grandfather really is driving again not sure that's a great situation um, right yeah. but but you've got these testimonials coming in you're like I don't again I don't know what to do with these they're just you know I believe you but where does it sit and then the other part of me is like okay what is this mechanism of action that is literally delivering head to toe positive testimonials. Like, how do we get there? And actually that's really predicated on these rats live 90% longer. Why did they live 90% longer? What's the mechanism of action there? And yes. I know there's some debate. Uh, there's a lot of uh, thought processes that aging is an oxidative and an inflammation yes. process, yes. right? And so we do tick both of those boxes. And if we look at antioxidant, there's peer reviewed published research that shows it to be 125 times more powerful than vitamin C. Um, there's some anecdotal and ad hoc studies, 172 times. So it's, it's a powerful antioxidant. And actually, if you, if you go back to when it was discovered, it was understood and, and, and realized, I think scientifically studied, that it can actually hold up to six electrons, right? So six negatively charged particles. Interestingly enough, the reactive oxygen species that do oxidative damage, negatively charged particles. So we believe that it can hold up to six of these reactive oxygen species. Well, as, if you're asking at that level, let me ask you this. Um, is the thinking of its uh, theoretical mechanism action this way? Is it, a, is it working within mitochondria? Is it working in the cytoplasm? Is it work, working in the extracellular matrix to gobble up all these um, free radicals that are basically floating around? What, what's the thinking on how this thing works? Yeah, so um, that's the, that's the perfect question, and actually lead it, led it right the, on the first guess. So um, we have peer-reviewed published research shows this. It's a nanoparticle in the mitochondria, right? So we know it gets in the mitochondria. Peer-reviewed published research shows that it actually is an antioxidant, but it it may work different. So kind of current theory, we're calling it the mm. BOSS theory, buffering oxidative stress system, is that it it sits in the mitochondria. Typically, you know, in the mitochondria is the powerhouse of every cell, just like every other energy source. It's got some byproducts that you would you need to manage. Right. In this case, those byproducts are reactive oxygen species. By the way, you guys probably know this a lot more than me. I'm still getting caught up. So as it's producing these reactive oxygen species, it's got kind of inherent uh, um, uh, antioxidants that Correct. it tends to lean on, right. which are glutathione and melatonin. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, melatonin, the sleep hormone, one of our most consistent testimonials is related to great sleep or, or, or even kind of sleeping more efficiently. So Interesting. we know that any part of our body can get depleted of components from time to time. And if that mitochondria is depleted of melatonin and glutathione, I believe that's when the reactive oxygen species gets to run around and start doing like a bumper car and start doing damage. 
we believe that the ESS60, that soccer ball shaped molecule acts like a paddy wagon, right? So imagine being at Bourbon Street and the reactive oxygen species are the drunk uh, Bourbonites who are, you know, uh, Mardi Gras goers who are, are now tearing up the street and breaking windows and all that stuff. And the glutathione and melatonin are the police that are required, you know, bond to them and get them out of the off Bourbon Street. But if they're if they're depleted, then they just throw them onto this paddy wagon, this ESS 60 molecule, which can hold them, prevent them from doing damage. And then when the mitochondria is able to replenish that glutathione and melatonin, then it can pull it off of that paddy wagon, out of that paddy wagon, and then you know get it out of the body. That is the current theory. I, you guys probably have some input on that. Well, that's, that's a very interesting, you mentioned a lot of things that are very interesting to me, and you addressed, and the first one I'll just say, because you addressed it right away, is the idea if you have a molecule that's gonna bind these free radicals and hold them, does that molecule get stuck there or now these frat rattles permanently bound to it? And you sort of addressed it and say, no, these things can come and go. And that leads me to the question is, if you ingest these molecules and they get into your mitochondria theoretically all over your body, do they stay there forever? So I want you to address that. And the other thing is I have to tell you is you mentioned one of my favorite hormones in the world is melatonin. And I want to come back to that after you mentioned that. But let's go back to the, the, um, the sort of my notes so uh, prompting me yeah. to come back to melatonin. But so when this thing is working, if you, if you ingest this molecule, is it there? Like if I had a meal of you know ESS60, Am I flooding my body with these molecules? My mitochondria now have this like backup system that's going to hold these drunks um, forever. Like how, do, how yeah. how's that how's that work? It, it, which can be terrifying, yes. unless they're doing a good job, right, and right. not doing any bad. Correct, because you you need um, mitochondria. You need mitochondria generating naturally. And you said this its own its own free radicals for for the health of cells. Yeah, you don't yeah, want to stop. You don't want to right, stop that. You don't want to stop great it. Great signals. Yeah. So interestingly one drop of our product, right? Our olive oil product mm -hmm. has 475 times more of the ESS60 molecules than you have cells in your body. Yes. And, and, and that's, I, that's, that's probably an absorption issue kind of thing you yes. have to get to to get I, a, I, I a minimally so. effective dose. You need to not, because you're probably Over, excreting, yeah, you're excreting a huge amount of it. Yeah, that makes yes. sense. And, and, and the data says that between three and 10 days, this molecule is excreted out of the body. All right, so we, here we're, we're, we'll we'll put together theories on the fly here. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. I'm not going to hold you so, five years from now. I'm not going to hold you to any of this. <laughs> we'll see what the data say. But so converse, conversation in that original is fun. Study, yeah, they didn't get any dosing to the rats until month ten, and then the last dosing that they gave the rats was month seventeen. Oh, so right? these are already old rats. Right. Okay. So they were old rats before they started. Yeah, and then yeah. they weren't that much older when they stopped even though the last dose was at month 17 the ess 60 rats li lived out lived past the 32 month mark and out into the 62 month mark right so i think the situation is we we can measure fullerenes coming out they come out in feces we can measure that and have an approximation but you know if you lose a hundred thousand molecules of 60 atoms you're not going to notice Right. If you lose 500,000, you're just you're not going to see that on the scale to know that it's come out. So. So, yeah, I I think it's resident um, in, in to, to some degree in, in the mitochondria. So that's that's one. And, and that, that seems that seems like the kind of thing seems like the go, kind of study you ahead. could go. I mean, I'm just so, sorry for stepping on you a little bit, but it seems like this, that's the thing you can figure out. You've dosed theoretically animals with it and you just see where it goes. You do, you know, yeah. full body histology and, you know, does it go through the blood brain barrier? There's a whole bunch of natural questions that you're going to want to figure out. 
Um, yeah. And a lot of that has been answered, okay. right? So, you know, the study of knowing that it gets into the mitochondria, that's been done. Crossing the blood brain barrier, that's been done. Um, so there's a lot of stuff. And, and like I said, we continue, there continue to be publications on improvements in systems and, and again, different models. Tends to be rats, tends to be mice, uh, but they're working on different animal models. Uh, there's been some zebrafish studies. There's mm -hmm. been, you know, whatever, whatever the, the, the animal model. Right. So does at. it cr cross the blood brain barrier? Yeah. Yes, it does. And so do you see any have you seen any research on neurological benefit, anything like that? Um, I, I think there is some I, nothing comes to mind uh, off the top of mm -hmm. my head, ironically. Um, so but but yeah, I believe there is some research out there uh, about benefits. I can tell you kind of, and, I, and I won't get into the anecdotes, but anecdotally, we we've heard. I mean, well, let me share this. Our most consistent testimonial is people take it in the morning. They report mental focus and energy during the day and then better sleep that night. So two key things, focus and energy, kind of brain related, right? But that could have a lot of, lot to do with a lot of other potential things. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not aware of many things that you can take in the morning and positively impact your sleep at night, right? There's exercise, you get exercise in the morning, you'll sleep better that night. Exposure to sun, get that circadian rhythm in line with the rising and falling of mm -hmm. the sun, you'll sleep better that night. Other than that, I'm not aware of many things that you take in the morning and positively impact. Right, and, and, and it's, it's interesting because you, we're going to, we might want to explore this more is the melatonin link because melatonin is secreted during in proportion to the length of the, the dark period. Um, and so you're, yeah, it'd be interesting if the timing in which you administer this, administer this stuff is, um, is important. Um, and we can come back and talk about that. Uh, I'm looking at the clock and Dan is giving me a weird signal here. So we're going to break um, for our underwriting announcements for this segment and we'll be right back with L411. You're listening to 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Health 411 Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health. If someone you loved was sick, how far would you go to make sure they got the best care? Your mother, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor, your son? How far would you go for doctors who will meet with you longer so they really get to know you and who collaborate across disciplines so that they can devise a plan of care that's uniquely right for you? There's no doctor too far, no care too distant, that you wouldn't go there. And for more than 100 years, so has Capital Health. From our hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell, to our primary care offices all across Mercer, Bucks, and Burlington counties, to right here at Ryder University, Capital Health has the team of doctors, nurses, experts, specialists, and staff that you can count on to care as much about your loved ones as you do. Because you'd go to the ends of the earth if someone you loved was sick. And so do we, Capital Health. There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all-new Health 411. One, underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. You're listening to Health 411. We are continuing with our fourth and unfortunately final segment with Chris Burris, the Chief Science Officer of My Vital C, a company um, that uh, that is uh, makes a product called ESS60. Um, and in one of the things that we're hearing a, a lot um, from Chris about is the power of anecdotes. And sometimes scientists look at anecdotes um, and you know you sort of dismiss them. Um, but if there's lots of anecdotes, they can create evidence and you can go from anecdote to science to medicine. And we're hearing a little bit about that. And um, can you tell us a little bit more, Chris? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm in the same boat, right? We're all scientists here on air right now. And, and the typical mindset is, oh, okay, great. Thank you. That's an end of one story. Uh, that doesn't really mean anything. Right. But at the end of the day, anecdotes are actually an important part of the scientific process, right? Again, the scientific process starts with, hey, I've got a hypothesis, but where does that hypothesis come from? If you think 
uh, back to the discovery of penicillin, right? It was an anecdotal Petri dish where the bacteria wasn't surviving around the fungus. It's a great right? example. And yes. from that, that's an anecdote, right? And from that, there's the, the, the kind of theory, well, maybe there's, there's something in there that's killing the bacteria and you end up with penicillin. So I'm very much, again, I, I, I have this juxtaposition uh, and, and I'm aware of my own bias at having a product on the market that, you know, how, how heavily do you take anecdotes? Uh, I'm about, I'll, I'll share a couple of, of my, one of us is a personal, personal one. Um, again, not making any claims and I'm just gonna throw in, the FDA has not evaluated our product. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, and, and I like to say, hey, just assume these anecdotes won't happen to you. <laughs> like, go look at the research, make a decision for yourself. And if you're interested in trying it, we'll, we'll give you a link at the end. But my personal uh, anecdote, and, and, and I'm going to provide the sleep one because we've been talking about sleep. I embarrassingly have to admit, I used to take two naps before noon on Saturdays and Sundays. I know a lot of your audience may be college and maybe that's normal. Uh, <laughs> uh, but in my case, I had, I had young twins. And I would wake up and I'd go downstairs and lay on the couch and, the, and literally the twins would lay on, sit on me, not lay on me, but sit on me and watch cartoons. And I would take my first nap. By the way, somebody pointed out to me later that that was a brilliant parenting technique because literally they couldn't get up without waking me up, but I was that also is. able to get a nap. I, I, um, I, I, I assume that was part of the strategy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then we'd go downstairs, have breakfast, come back up, resume the position, and I would take my second nap. And that was, that was very consistent. Um, when I started taking our product on a regular basis, uh, then I just, naps went away. I would, you know, they're much older now, so that doesn't happen. Uh, but at the time I would get back into that, Hey, they're sitting on me. We're watching cartoons and I just, I just wouldn't be sleepy. And so I would get up and get things, you know, get different things done. And there's a little bit of parallel with this other testimonial, which I like. Um, this is actually from one of our largest distributors here in Houston. Uh, her name's Gwen. I did a video with her and she had originally purchased the product for her dog, right? She was like, give it oh, to wow. my dog. She mm -hmm. noticed such a profound difference in her dog that she was like, okay, well, I need to try that. Cause that's, that's like having more energy is something that I would like to have. Uh, one thing I do like about pets is that there's no opportunity for placebo in pets. Ironically, they're not smart enough <laughs> to have the placebo effect affect them. And so if the dog's feeling young and spry, that's how it's acting. Right? So she went on, she said, if, and she was three months into taking the product, not at the time, but she was reflecting. And she said three months into taking the product, if you had asked me, had I noticed anything, I might've answered no, like I didn't, I just didn't notice anything, but I stopped and took stock of my life. And I noticed I, I'm able to work later. I'm waking up earlier. I was never a, a morning person and arguably the worst testament for a supplement ever. I cleaned my garage, right? Wow. <laughs> Take this supplement. You'll clean your garage. Yeah, um, wow. We don't use that in any marketing. No, but no, no. Would you? Cause it's, 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 it sounds, sounds like you're taking methamphetamine or cocaine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you're up in the middle of the, no, I, I'm not, I'm not making an analogy, but you're up in the middle of the night. You can't sleep. So you're out just, just like, you know, a, sort of a manic phase of somebody with manic depression. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, so it does mean that even in that case, like that's, you know, excess energy and, and, and a, and a reasonable application of that right. excess energy. Uh, in, in her case, like, there is stuff and, and we have some interesting testimonials about kind of emotional balance and we'll leave it vague like that. Mm -hmm. um, but in, in the case of cleaning your garage, sometimes it's the emotional baggage of whatever throwing stuff away. And sometimes it's just the energy. And you think back to, to me having more energy 
Uh, if I had a dirty garage, I probably would have cleaned it after I started taking the product and wasn't taking two naps in the morning on Saturday and Sunday. Right. Well, you, you, you bring up a couple things. You mentioned um, children, it, uh, and I know that it's not FDA approved, but one of the reasons they're doing things, you know, some of the research is because you want to give it to, you know, the original study was done on old rats. You want to give it on young and middle-aged, the whole, the whole gamut kind of thing. Yeah. Are there, so are you, are the people cautious about doing that? Are there reasons? And I'll follow that up about how about even pregnancy? You know, if it gets yeah. through the blood-brain barrier, it probably gets I'll through the blood. Both of them. Okay, so it probably gets through the blood placenta barrier too, and that doesn't influence fetal development. Blah 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 blah. You see what I'm asking? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't, and, and and so from a from a outside perspective looking in, I don't think there's any reason. I don't see any reason to have hesitancy in those situations, other than it's the right scientific decision. Right. There is a lot of dynamics that happen very differently in pregnancy, very different, differently in young children, uh, nursing mothers. And so our general recommendation is for children, mothers, soon to be mothers and nursing mothers. No, don't take the product. Right. Like that's just the prudent scientific. Right. So out of a, oh, an abundance of caution is sometimes yes. the language that's used. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's even a study that's kind of interesting. Uh, uh, that that I that I can lean on. I don't know how much time we have, uh, but 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 really, yeah, I, I would no to to children and nursing mothers, um, not for any particular reason, just because. And and I can address another one. People will often ask us, hey, with any medications or with any exactly. other supplements, are there any contraindications? And as of yet, like usually the answer, ninety nine percent of the time is I'm not aware of any studies related to that, so good or bad. Uh, I'm also, we, you know, we have tens of thousands of customers who are in all sorts of different situations and we don't have any negative testimonials about our product. Right. So, so the, the data aren't there to see when, um, when it would be contraindicated. Uh, yes. And so an abundance of caution is, is probably very clear. Um, but you would almost assume that there probably are some contraindications and you just haven't, we, people just don't know what they are yet. Yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of hard, like, 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 let's just. Let's just accept, right? You're going to live 90% longer. Uh, I joke that the rats in the study, mm -hmm. even though they live 90% longer, weren't running around with little rat walkers and rat, rat right. oxygen tanks, right. right? Like they lived healthy rat lives. Mm -hmm. They just lived them 90% longer. So let's assume that's going to happen to you. It's kind of hard. It almost feels unfair to say, well, here's a molecule that does that, but there's no side effects, right? There's no situations where you shouldn't take it. Like that's hard to imagine. Um, but I will share this one kind of Petri study, which I, th uh, which I find is fascinating. If you take healthy cells, and this peer-reviewed pub published research, healthy cells and cancerous cells in a Petri dish, and you introduce an anti-cancer agent, which basically means a poison that you're hopeful will kill the cancer before your healthy cells, in the presence of this ESS60 molecule, that poison will be more efficacious against the cancer cells, so it will kill more cancer cells and actually have a protective effect on the healthy cells like right and and that's why you, that's why you use the paddy wagon example because the drunks can go in and out of the paddy wagon and there's a, regula, a regulation of the free radicals off and i can, I can see what it, i'm just re, re reminding people that that was the analogy you use because you're not yeah. trapped in there forever you can go in and out and that, that and I, yeah. that that might be a thing if you have a cell that's chronically metabolically too active if you can tame down sort of that met some of that oxidative phosphorylation that's going on the cells might do better did I, yeah. sort of, did I sort of capture that? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, okay. and, and then again, this kind of is what leans on, um, you know, what might be driving all these head to toe testimonials. Yeah, that's the reason. So, so as we're in our last minute, I had a hopefully a pretty quick question. There are a lot of different fullerenes. Tell me about some of the other buckyballs and some of the other research maybe out there. Maybe you'd be making another supplement with that with a different carbon count sort of thing. Yeah, so just real quickly, the, the direction that fullerenes are going kind of in the supplement market, one, C70 is the next ab most abundant closed cage carbon molecule. It looks a little bit more rugby shaped than a round soccer ball, right, than the C60. Um, not much research, that material is significantly more expensive. Uh, so this, you know, C60 is already expensive enough, probably won't go down that path. Um, the other is water soluble. So you can hydrolyze these C60 molecules. Now they're water soluble. Now you're going to have the potential for significant uptake. Um, there are positive results in a lot of different types of studies, a lot of different animal models. There are no toxicology studies. I would not put water soluble C60 in my body. Um, I, I'm not saying we're not moving in that direction as a company, but at this point with the research that's on the table, I wouldn't do that. And unfortunately, there are companies out there, unfortunately, in my opinion, there are companies out there that are selling water soluble versions. Um, and so that's very, very kind of disconcerting. Yeah, I saw, and I like the idea of your company that the data sort of drove the development of the company instead of the, the other way around. Um, unfortunately, we're sort of coming to the end. Um, would you be willing to give us, if somebody wants to look you guys up online, a URL, how do, how do we find you? Yeah, the best way that your audience can find us is go to myvitalc, C is for carbon. So myvitalc.com forward slash health 411. And, and when they land there, there's a landing page. If anybody's interested in trying it, you can buy one bottle. You can go on subscription. We offer a 25% discount on subscription. It's a healthy discount. Uh, our staff is not trained to talk you out of your subscription. So just go ahead and take advantage of that. And then you can cancel at any time. Uh, also, we've got a, a coupon code for uh, it's I think it's $15. Yeah, it's $15 off of your initial order. And that coupon code is, of course, of course, health 411. Excellent. Thank you, Chris. Um, I wish we could talk forever, but we are running out of time. Um, this has been a great conversation. This is Jonathan, Dan. This is thank you so much for having me. I yeah, really no problem. Yeah, yeah. Don't go Our away. Don't, don't go away yet. I gotta say these final words. This is 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. We're recording from the Digital Bronx Studios. Thank you for listening to Health 411. This program is part of Capital Health and Rider University's efforts to bring people together to address issues associated with all aspects of health and healthcare. I want to thank again Chris Burris. Chris is the co-founder of My Vital C, where he's also the chief science officer. And this has been a great conversation because we've blended both science, a little bit of the business, um, and, and the wellness industry. So I, I, I appreciate that. And I hope our listeners have any things to think about. If you have questions or comments about this program or want to make suggestions for future broadcasts, please email us at health411 at rider.com. You have a doctor's appointment scheduled for every Sunday at 10 a.m. Don't miss the all-new Health 411 with Dr. Jonathan Karp and our expert medical guest from Capital Health. You can listen to Health 411 anytime time on demand. Go to 1077thebronc.com slash health411 to listen to past episodes or tune in every Thursday at 9 a.m. to hear the weekend rewind edition of Health 411. Health 411 on 1077thebronc is underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. Capital Health is the region's leader in providing progressive quality patient care with exceptional physicians, nurses, and staff as well as advanced technology.